<laughs> you know, I was thinking about this just the other day. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, this. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick fruit. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Please tell me you could hear that. I can hear parts of it. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm in here an hour before taping. I'm adjusting USP boards. I'm pushing buttons. I'm doing everything I could possibly do. But very much like terrestrial radio, I can't figure out what is wrong. We can't figure out what's really wrong until we push the little red button and go live. And even then, you know, you don't have time to figure out what's wrong. You're just working through whatever it is. 1127, 1128, one of those episodes... I haven't listened to it, and I know I should, not only because, you know, we need the numbers, but I need to listen to it for quality control. I listened to just enough of it to know that when I do the trim silences portion of it at the end of the day, that it had basically wiped out any of the any of the stuff we've produced in advance pretty much all got wiped out. So that episode is is probably one of our least favorite episodes, but amazingly... Our listeners don't complain much. So <laughs> we go back we go back to terrestrial radio days and people who listened loved to complain. We go into podcast days and the only people who are really listening are people who are fans of us to begin with. So we could pretty much get away with a lot more than we did in the past to include putting up an episode that, that sounds like um, it was mastered by someone of special needs. <laughs> Wait, is it so if it's removing the the pauses for pauses that so anything I can hear, the board is not rec- recognized? Uh, I see it as it's being recorded, but it is very, very low. At the uh-huh. a- at the end of our session, what I will do is I will re-listen to the episode. I will cut out all of the ums and the ahs that I can because that's a bad habit that we both got into that we need to get away from. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will cut those out. I will uh, cut out a lot of the silence manually depending. Sometimes I'll add in a, a, a aspect that uh, I... Uh, uh. Yep, thank you. Hey, you know what? Nobody keeps me better on my toes than you. You know what, though? Frustrate those things. When I was on radio show, comes in, you said, all righty, twice. Open the microphone. Don't, don't say it. And then it's the only word I know to open the microphone, apparently. I couldn't, could not stop. And then I'm going to have to make this a... <laughs> Like, like is something that you've been doing a lot lately. Uh, I've, I've reverted, I've reverted back to stammering and I've reverted back to ums and uhs, which is unlike me because I am comfortable with silent. I'm comfortable with dramatic pauses. I am good with not making any utterances while I think about what the next thing is I'm going to say. But in this format, what we end up doing is we take out, I end up doing is at the end of the day is I take out all the silence. And (laughs) so, you know, Mr. Thomas is the timekeeper for us. Mr. Alan Thomas keeps time because he listens to the entire show all the way through while he's making his long distance drive. And he needs us to, to go the full hour. So in the last episode, we were short to begin with. We were like 54 minutes. I'm like, ah, well, you know what? He'll be all right. It's only six minutes. And then I cut out the silences. 
And that was like nine minutes of that was chopped out. Again, I didn't quality assure it. So I go all the way through an episode. I take out all the ums. I take out all the ahs. I take out any stammerings and likes that I can find. I do that to begin with. Uh, I put in some products where they need to be put in. I replace as necessary. But at the end of this, the next thing I do is, is I use one of the automated functions to remove all the silences that are less than 20 decibels or whatever the parameters are. And I believe two episodes in a row now, as I start to think of it, two episodes, because that would explain why nine minutes was missing from the previous episode. <laughs> so <laughs> so now on top of, and again, all of this is just to give the listener the best quality product that we can give. Now, not only do I have to do the show, I have to be me and I've got to be animated and thoughtful and smart and keep this thing rolling. Then I have to edit the show, which means listening to it again to make sure that all the bits and the pieces are where they're supposed to be and all the stuff that isn't supposed to be there is gone and and occasionally take out the cuss words. That happens. And now, after I trim all of the silences, I'm going to have to listen to it again. And I don't mind listening to us. I find us entertaining. There are things that we say that make me laugh. The problem is when we record, when I uh, do an edit, when I remove all the silences, when I listen again after removing the silences, none of those count towards our listeners. None of those count as downloads. That's like that's like five free listens that every podcast is getting before it even goes live. So I don't mind putting into work, but that means everybody else needs to listen to every episode at least twice. <laughs> that That is the monthly charge. You have to listen to the episodes multiple times in order for... That's the way we keep clear of any uh, membership fees or, or bonus clubs or Patreons. We don't beg you for money. We beg you for listens. We beg you for likes. We beg you for subscribes. We beg for sex. We beg for things, but we're not begging for money. What we're begging for is that you listen to a quality product. And it's, it's on us to provide you with a quality product. Such a quality product that whatever I intended to lead this episode with has since been forgotten. Oh. Well, why don't you just leave it up to you? Because I'm... Oh, he's drinking. Stop doing that. I won't. I'm not going to use the camera anymore. I'm doing this. <laughs> High five, everyone. Yes. No, I had a relatively calm, tranquilo week. You know, I am I am one week out of surgery. I am still in recovery phase. I did I did go to work for a couple of hours because if I don't go to work for a couple of hours, that work is still going to be there when I eventually come back. So it's well, you a, don't want to miss out on the culture. <laughs> It's a it's a three day weekend. I love making my three day weekends a four day weekend. So I just I uh, when I was finally cleared to drive, I went into work for a couple of hours, did a little bit of work, and then you know put in my leave chit to take the next day off. That'll get me through till Tuesday. But I I am functional. I am I am so much better than I was. It's 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 a miracle that I I am extremely aware of the fact that it is a miracle I am alive. But life goes on. So, you know, yes, it wasn't too long ago where I was making the joke about it. My age, everything I buy is a life has the potential of being a lifetime supply. Yes, you did. Make I joke. did. <laughs> That's a fun joke. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I just thought about? Ron Kane is uh, one of the guys at the local comedian scene here. He's a great guy. And he runs the DNR podcast, him and Damien. 
And he finally listened to our show, and the show he listened to was the most recent show, which now, as I think about, he has listened to a show where all of the elements that were supposed to be in the show are probably missing. And you talked, but we talked about their show. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about their show, but, you know, our show is special because it has these elements in it. Because I could push a button and sound happens and and, and magic lights up and, and people smile like, oh, I know what segment is coming. This is one of my favorites. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if it's their favorites or not. But uh, anyway, I, I know because I uh, stopped by Ye Old Comedy Zone on a Thursday night, their open mic night. Very interesting thing that I have learned here. They don't turn anybody down. Uh, they, if you sign up, if you sign up, you get on stage and they don't have a cutoff. I'm sure at some point they have a cutoff, but whatever the start time is, like sign up starts at seven and, you know, ends at 730. If you're on the list by 730, it doesn't matter if there's 30 comedians or 50 comedians, they're going to let you go up. And I'm not used to seeing that in comedy zones. Usually, well, not comedy zones, in comedy clubs. Usually when a comedy club does an open mic, there there is... A hierarchy. There is a formality. There is there is a an algorithm, a human algorithm of who your better performers are, who your weaker performers are, who your new people are, who your veterans are, and how you schedule them time. But here, doesn't matter if you've never performed before or if you've been performing for years. You sign up, and everybody gets three minutes. You get three minutes. Now, where you fall into the lineup. I think that's, I had some discussions. I was trying to figure it out. It looks like it's kind of random. There are four different people who run the show. So each week a different person's running the show and maybe they have their own way of setting up the numbers. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that if you want to get up, this is a stage where they will let you get up. It's very strange. We'll see. I'm not in a rush. Okay. Next I, Thursday, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a there's rush. There's you know, when I get up, I get up. I, I And the reason I want to do the open mics is just so that I can kind of get some validation that uh, TK's a funny guy. We can use him on the, the Chit in the Hat shows because that's a format that I'm, I'm more friendly with. The give me something and let me work with it format. I can, I can do that. And, and that looks like a fun, um, a more fun show. So, so yeah, the, the only reason I'm doing it is because as we have talked about, I think before I left Spain, I said I wanted to, to get back out there and do comedy in front of a live audience. But I forget. I've been doing comedy in front of live audience, just uh, not on a regular basis. And I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to get back to every weekend driving. Oh, God, man. Working on the road just... Oh, no. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was tough when I was young. It would be tougher now that I'm older. But then again, maybe it wouldn't be. And now I have money. And I have a, a cool car. And it, it practically drives itself. I mean, all I have to do is start it up and get it on the highway. Once I'm on the highway, it'll drive itself. Speaking of driving itself, you've got one of those drive-it-yourself vehicles. And apparently... You're not supposed to let it drive itself. Did you, and, and and I learned because of you that there's money, significant amount of money that you must pay in order for the privilege of allowing your car to kill you. So do you pay the extra money to allow your car to kill you or are you, so on, are you on the- Self-driving is not available. It will auto steer, chain, park itself, do all that, but it won't navigate from, because that's not- Only allowed in the United States. Yes, only if you pay- a, a lot of money a month so for it to do that. When I when I bought my car, they offered the rest of the package. I got it thirty. So when it when and if it becomes available, I will have the ability. I did not pay for because I don't. You paid thirty six hundred euro. But and, that gives and, me like the auto steer and 
I'm still using some of the, I still get some of the benefit. It just will not navigate. I don't see that ever changing in Europe. I'm not mad. I like, I mean, like the autos when you're on the highway, really nice determine and it's nice. It does like, I can imagine if you were on a long road trip that it would some of the stress off. If, like once you feel comfortable, I am not. Um, <laughs> but I do like sometimes when that is. So I, I have had the Cadillac park me a couple of times only to experience what it's like for the car to select a parking spot. Uh, and, and guide me into the parking spot, but it's not, it, it, it requires several inputs from me in order for that to happen. I have to push the button and say, find a parking spot. And then when it finds a parking spot, it tells me, you know, hit the brakes and it tells me, put it in reverse and put it in drive. It makes me do things instead of, I know yours can just like, beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, and park. Yeah, it's going to park, then it will, like if I'm parallel parking it and I go past the spot I want to park in, as soon as I put the car in, a little box pops up to show the size of this is big enough. And then I just tap it, the car will. I also, the thing that I really summon, that is probably the best. You know, when you like get your car in a tight Spanish spot and you're like, I don't want to climb across or I can't get any of the open. I do like being able to call the car out of spot. So there are cars yeah. other than Tesla now that are doing that. They're advertising that in the United States. Hyundai's one of them that, and and, and the advertisement and the advertisement is showing your car, you know, in a in an impossibly tight spot. Well, how did your Which car get? Never in <laughs> <laughs> because the, all of the all of the car parking spaces in America are for like suburban, but not definitely parked by two feet. <laughs> I liked it France when they would park the smart cars in the opposite. They would back a smart car in a into a parallel position as if it was a, a horizontal a horizontal position. <laughs> yeah, they used to have the Austin had like the smart car initiative to get people because there was not as much parking downtown. So you could kind of how you have scooters now, but you rent a smart car, and that's how like all the smart car parking just back in so where we need to get to into the future for automobiles to be fully autonomous is going to require multiple brands of vehicles to be fully autonomous and all of them having the ability to speak to one another and, yeah. and that, I think that can happen but it's going to be years down the road i mean it's fun i think we're fun to kind of like and to kind of be able to play a part in all of them or it not i wouldn't even say improve just advance does it make the car better still a, but it it does give you a sense of adventure you're no longer just driving play a little no i 100 percent look for the day when it's um, along the irobot kind of vehicles <laughs> Where you, no one has any decisions on their own on the road. You have the option. There's a steering wheel option. But for the most part, you trust the cars are doing the, what the cars need to do and getting you from point A to point B. And I saw some things on, on really just a fantastic podcast. If you've never had any time to listen to it, the uh, Freakonomics guys, Stephen and Stephen, Stephen Levitt and Stephen, the other Stephen, they have a, a, a fantastic podcast called The Freakonomics. And they and they write some good books and I enjoy their books. Don't lost it. Completely lost what I was getting ready to say. Uh-huh. Something that they said on Freakonomics. Yeah, yeah. I hate this not drinking. This uh, really affects uh, really <laughs> affects my thought processes. The not drinking, the not smoking, the eating healthy. Oh, my God. I went to Costco today and bought $200 worth of health food. Yay. Huh? Been great. Yes. Dry. I lost 10 pounds. You look good. You look good. Keep it up. I've lost, I've lost, I've lost a few pounds since my incarceration. <laughs> 
I, I also am eating health. No, eating really boring. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm eating fruits. I'm, I'm doing fruits and I'm eating cottage cheese and I've got some yogurts. And, and she still occasionally makes, you know, an amazing meal. Who am I kidding? She continually makes amazing meals. And I'm, you know, working on my Porsche control. Like, please don't feed me like this. You know, let me be. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But it is possible that I could. Uh, there, there, there is a, a a weight threshold that will be nice to get below. That's the the next number that I'm looking at. So if I can make that happen, that'll be a, a day of celebration. Which is strange because I'm making and my. You can have one square of. <laughs> <laughs> what is strange is I'm making my best improvements uh, after uh, getting kicked out of the res- Resolution Rewards Program. Let's go ahead and talk about that. It is time for a Resolution Rewards Update. The Resolution Rewards Program for ladies and gentlemen, those of you who do not know, those of you who've missed out, those who have no idea what's going on, especially if you're looking at our Facebook page, which is funny because it's (laughs) like less and less posts about anything to do with the show and it's all about the Resolution Rewards Program. We had five contestants. The buy-in was $20. Each contestant put in $20. If they go beyond July the 1st, an additional $100 is added to the prize pool and by i don't know what did we say christmas eve if we don't have a winner by christmas eve we'll go to a tiebreaker where one person and one person only will win the entire pot for the resolution rewards program we started with five one fell out there are now only four and it almost killed him almost killed who me Yeah, yeah, almost killed me. Getting healthy almost killed me. But it actually inspired me to get better. Look at me go. Look at me go. Heck, I might submit a video at the end of the year to try to win the competition myself. So that's what the Resolution Rewards is. Uh, it's it's something we did. We've, we have done competitions in the past. So far, this is the longest competition that we had. We are now over a month. A month and one day is currently as we tape this. And we got four strong competitors who all look like they're in it to win it. Each day they have to post a video of themselves. And I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking at the videos and you're listening to the videos, to give them a like. If they if they say something funny or charming or unique or inspiring, <laughs> make a comment. I it with the hair. That video. Was- Your upside down video was my favorite. <laughs> that was- I- I really still don't know how that happened. And I mean, my phone was right side up. I was I was going above and beyond. I was using the TikToks and I was using the lighting options and the disco version. I was making cool videos. I would have won on video quality alone had I not almost died making the videos. So. <laughs> That is the resolution rewards update uh, for this week. Congratulations to those participants that are still in the game. I wish you nothing but the best. Keep pushing forward, but uh, be mindful. I am paying attention to the time you post these videos. If you are not posting them in the day you're supposed to be posting them, I'm about to call foul on somebody. Because no, that I'm because I'm no longer in the competition. I make you got a, all this free time. Now. I make a great impartial judge. Hey, I, I know I'm really brightly lit, but can you see my mutton chops there? Oh, I can. <laughs> also see on this side the wisps of a what is there? I a man bun no, it is not a man bun. It is long hair. Uh, and when you color long hair to uh, knock out the gray, if you will, sometimes for whatever reason, there's this long strand that I miss. It's impossible. I mean, I'm mixing all of my hair together, but I always come out with this nice, beautiful gray strand of hair, a, a thick strand, like multiple <laughs> strands of hair in one location, all gray. 
My buddy Dan Shizmatos, you know, he, he used to bust my chops on it because, number one, I color my hair. Because I'm trying to maintain a youthful appearance, Dan. He would bust my chops because I color my hair. And then he would bust my chops further because I had missed a spot while coloring my hair. But I think it's I'll authentico. I think it looks better that way. I'm I'm 50. I, uh, uh, I'm over 50 years old. I'm working on 60. And I have a full head of hair. So whatever I do with it is my business. I don't care what you think about my hair or what I do with my hair. Smattering. Yeah, don't rush it. Don't rush it. Let it, you know. As a matter of fact, don't rush it. Fight it. I remember when uh, Josh Gooch started going gray, I told him to fight the good fight. And he refused to fight the good fight. And he grayed very well. He's a very mature, great man. I ain't giving up that easy. I'm looking at my mustache and my sideburns right now. And uh, I need need to color those right now. I can see that. I, I, the mutton chops were not me. I, I told you I would do it, and I did. And I think the next. It's not my favorite of your looks, though. What's that? It's not my favorite of your looks. What's the favorite? Just don't say clean shaven. No, no, definitely not. Absolutely right. Not. But you look so much younger. Like a baby's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like. I don't think I like them because you have them it kind of distracts from your dimple. Oh. Like part of your charm. Yes, definitely. So like, I, like, like the and thing, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the chops are not my favorite. I mean, I still love your face. Okay, well, then I will get rid of them. But they, they, do, make for, they, they do make for a unique facial profile. <laughs> and, and when you're hanging out with a bunch of comics and they're a bunch of weirdos, you know, everybody, yeah, they're all weirdos. They have always been weirdos. And you've got the guys with the incredibly long hair and the fizzy hair. And they, everybody's got uh, their own makeups. And, and I, you know, I was experiencing uh, a little throwback there, a little a normal person versus uh, the anti-normal person. And, and, and this- I do, I do like- the little handle that was yeah it was uh, handlebar mustaches are difficult to maintain they require an immense amount of wax and thanks to tegan you know we haven't given a shout out to tegan in a long time well mainly because tegan hasn't done anything worthy of a shout out yeah she probably did even the weird beard club but uh, you know she did send me some mustache wax and i did use it for a while there Never did a review on it though, because she never followed up. Oh, she did reach out. She wanted uh, she wanted one of our Christmas ornament slash stickers, and she sent me her address, and I will send it to you, Tegan. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I, I had some things come up. <laughs> I had some things come up. I apologize about that. Uh, I'll get that into the mail for you. If anybody else is interested in receiving one of our Lunsby stickers or Christmas ornaments. The tiny children have taught us that by poking a hole in it and running a string through it, that the sticker makes a wonderful Christmas ornament. Speaking of the tiny children, the proprietor of the tiny family. <laughs> patriarch. How about the patriarch instead of proprietor? Patriarch. Proprietor and proprietor is much funnier. Uh, the patriarch of the tiny family. He, he, he loves taking from the NKO... Uh, what is that? The cyber awareness challenge? Oh my gosh. I saw that today. I feel like we all know the cyber, but I feel knowledge of it to where his recall and ability pull. I'm not there. He's doing a good job. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty good with the memes thingies. The memes. Hey, uh, let's spin the wheel of destiny and see what's next. In our most recent episode, we talked about your wine pairing. And uh, you were kind enough. To- I don't know why I'm starting to go with the NPR voice. It just... <laughs> And you did a wine pairing. It was $70. There were six wines, starting with a champagne and ending with a bold red. Each one of them had a little 
P word that I'm thinking of. A pat- another word for an appetizer. It's like a French word for an appetizer. Or Appetit. An amuse- an amuse- anyway, uh, Chick Brew in her side hustle, she uh, she she makes the the flavors. They sounded incredible individually. The pictures that you took of them were amazing. But I was really kind of thrown by the uh, putting them out there in the yard. Why? Uh, what was that? Well, then we were having these. <laughs> uh, the event was in. Uh-huh. There wasn't really good lighting or room on the table. She had a bush <laughs> shrub that was up off the ground. And I was, I was, yeah, I have learned. From a business perspective, like, I don't know if it's good to show your food in the bushes. It's fine. She doesn't care. Fine. Have you uh, any special food requirements for this week? Are you, are you building upon your successes? What's going on there? Well, in I'm the, traveling. So oh, that's right. You're going I, to Vienna. Yeah. So I actually had two cupcake made last night. One where pup and. I need to know the difference between a cupcake and a pupcake. I, I don't know. I need to know. Obvious for a dog. Um, I need to know the were... difference. Can I eat a pupcake? No, absolutely eat a pupcake. <laughs> can, can a dog eat a cupcake? It's probably not as good for them. The pupcake is like got that will A, appeal to dogs, should not hurt. So it was like carrot, pumpkin, Greek yogurt, oat flour, peanut butter. Right. Right. Except for people um, allergic to peanuts. They probably still like it. (laughs) (laughs) It was good for them. And then uh, like a peanut butter frost on top with a little top with a little blueberry. I bought some no salt peanut butter. Yeah. You don't you don't realize what you're missing until you can't have it. When uh, when Gina visited me in Spain, we went uh, for a morning breakfast. We had some toast and some butter. And I had I had been in Spain so long that my taste buds had been dulled. And I didn't realize that Spanish butter is not salted. Surprise, surprise. So Gina comes to visit. She puts the butter on the toast and then she puts salt on top of the, t- uh, the butter. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, it's not salted. And I didn't even realize that salt makes a difference. You were correct in our last episode. Mrs. Dash is dead. They killed Mrs. Dash. Now they just call it Dash because God forbid we offend the seasoning people. And Morton's, the salt people, make a salt alternative that's still called Morton. Can you still, have the salt? I don't know what's in the salt alternative. One of the jokes I've said for years and years that's and years. That's the best thing. <laughs> I don't like garlic salt. I've never understood. Is garlic salt garlic that tastes like salt or salt that's made out of garlic? I don't know what garlic salt is, but I know because it's, it's got butter. it's got the word garlic in front of it. It's supposed to be better mm-hmm. for you because garlic is better for you. That's what I know medically deduced <laughs> so she bought she bought the dash and i won't use it because i i'm, I'm against it and then uh, she bought the morton salt alternative which okay i'll go with the alternative lifestyle and i'm using that but super super sparingly i'm drinking decaffeinated coffee because i'm not allowed to have caffeine and you know i've been i've been i've been pretty much slamming the decaffeinated coffee industry for a very long time now that i have to drink it I am amazed with the flavor that they put into it. So because there's no caffeine there, they trick your brain by just super empowering this coffee. This is super strong coffee. And I like black coffee. I can't drink this coffee black. I got to add a little cream to it. Got to gotta cut it just a little bit, man. It is intensified. And, and going back to cupcakes while I was in the while I was in the Costco today, Costco has these gigantic cupcakes, like a nine pack, and they're like deep force river blood force velvet. I don't know what the heck they are, but there's red and there's white and there's cherries and they're huge and they're like six dollars. Huge. 
Huge, huge. Six dollars. For nine? Or for yeah, one? I think it was for nine. And I did not buy them. Did not. I, instead, I bought some dried passion fruit. Yay. And mm, some dried mm. dates. Yay. It's and some dried, dried figs. Yay. Make a mocktail, right? Like grind it up in the processor. You get a powdered rim. Oh, my friend. Sit up. Live with us life. I just plugged something <laughs> into the computer that was unplugged, and I have no idea what it was. What it goes to. Maybe, maybe when we do our next sound effect, uh, it'll, it'll work. Who knows? Let's check it out. Are you kidding me? I could hear it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to follow that cable later and find out where it goes. One of the things that upsets me the most about this studio, it's uh, it's gotten more complex than than the when the studio I had in Spain was really really simple. It was it was a television studio that could be a radio studio. The one I have here is mostly uh, radio slash podcast with the capability of being a television studio, and I have everything set up for a guest, and I've only had two guests, so. Had one guess. Yes, yes, you did. Yes. So I got I got to clean this up. And, and the the cable management is the thing that drives me the most nuts. I've got so many cables everywhere, and I don't want that many cables everywhere. I want it to be nice, and I want it to be clean, but I don't want to build a custom desk to do all of that. So I am the the worst at cable, but it drives me. Like I I hate it, but. I have to do it a little bonkers. So I have a system that I use that has never failed. And I showed my coworker my system the other day. It was sold. So you know the Rubbermaid? It's like, it looks like a file cabinet. Yes. So you get one of those. And on the bottom, you just cut a couple holes. Uh Uh-huh. You put the power strip in the bottom one. And you run all your plugs into that hole. Plug them in. Pull all the cords in. All the cords run straight to the power in the drawer. And you have the drawer store it. Keeps everything out of sight, out of mind. I don't know if that would work for me. Uh, and, and here's an example. On the left side of my computer, I have one, two, three, four, five cords coming out of it. One of those cords goes into another thing that gives me the opportunity of plugging more things in. So so in total, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight things plugged into the left side of my computer. On the right side, I have one thing, and it wasn't even plugged in until I just plugged it in. <laughs> and I'm not even sure what it goes to. <laughs> I have one thing on the side of Okay. Uh, what do I have? I, I, You know what? I don't know. These are lights. This is the jack thing. This is the other monitor. This is... Uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? Here's what I do know is we did an intro for the book of everything, and then we did not do anything from the book of everything. So let's get back on course and... Uh, of everything, sir. I shall wave my book of everything highly in the air. Yeah, and there's another thing that's not working for me. I could not get my background to work. To, and the background you specifically like with the timer on it that we can? No, it will not work. Oh, and you know, and Messenger is always like, be sure to restart Messenger. Well, okay, I've restarted it and it's not fixing anything, you morons. Ladies and gentlemen, we go to the book of everything. In the book of everything, what we find out is uh, we will find interesting facts interesting details of things that we have never known that we could not have possibly known before and we do this every week we just share a couple of them if they're really good you never forget them and then you know then if they're not good you you do forget them here we go like elephant stop it you are three times more likely to die in a plane crash than you are to be eaten by a mountain lion 
am going on an airplane tomorrow. Please stop. Okay. Is are there going to be mountain lions on the airplane? Oh, are you going to a location? Here. Are you going to a location that has mountain lions? I'm trying. A very good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to increase your percentages here, and the only way I can see to do that is for every plane flight you take is to spend more time with mountain lions. That's the only way you change this statistic. Uh, you know, I don't go into- yeah, you're not a nature person. It makes you're, me- you're in the, yeah, it does make you sleep. You're a put your food on a bush in the backyard person, but that's about as much nature as you do. <laughs> I'm trying to just scam over a, a skim. I'm going to try to skim over a couple here to kind of give you a good one because it's fun when we get a good one. But they're hard to find. They're few and far between. <laughs> Here we go. Our second fact from the book of everything. I want you to think about this terminology. Cock throppled. Cock throppled. That's the term to use for someone who has an extremely prominent Adam's apple. Yes. Yes. That's that's uh, that's one you don't get to use every day. Kind of like negus. You know, Ethiopian kings, <laughs> you don't get to use that in a phrase every day. Cockthroppled is definitely not one. But if you have an opportunity to point out that somebody is definitely cockthroppled, I think you should. I think you should point oh, that out. That from now on, for the rest of my life, I won't be looking very intensely. Well, hello, madam. You're very cockthroppled today. My name is Steve. <laughs> cockthroppled all the same. <laughs> And that's what we do. We take a couple of things out of the book of everything. Another thing we do on a regular basis is we find out what's in the news. It's off. No, she turned it on. Off. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it does make a droning sound that is heard on the microphone and it is bothersome. So it, it has to be I off. I have a space heater. I have an electric space heater on right there because I'm in the coldest part of the house. <laughs> and now it is time for headlines from around the globe. And now it is time for headlines around the globe. This is what we do every week. Christina comes up with some headlines that she has found out there. I have never seen these headlines before. She will read them. I will interpret them and try to give you the rest of the story. Yes, I will try to make it entertaining at least in some way, shape or form. But you never know what the headline's going to be. Sometimes they're funny on their own and sometimes I can't. I can't find it in me. Do you have any headlines for me? I have. All right. Japanese zoo worker in bear suit leads. <laughs> Wait a second, man. <laughs> All right. Japanese zoo worker in a bear suit leads zookeepers on a chase. Yes. All right. So a guy who works at the zoo. You know, if you have had the uh, opportunity to live in Japan, you will know that Japanese game shows are some of the best game shows in the world. And, and, and you don't have to live in Japan. You can you can now because the the Internet and everything else, you can you can experience some of this on your own. Takeshi's Castle was the classic, the maximum extreme challenge, uh, extreme maximum challenge, XMC. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so. And their prank shows are very funny. And this has got to be a prank or this has got to be a training opportunity. And <laughs> so the guy works at the zoo. So he's in on the gig. He's either he's either pulling a prank or he's conducting training. And he's got to sneak a bear suit in or they've got a bear suit on site. He's got to put it on and then he has to escape so that the other people. Oh, please let it be a panda. 
I don't know why I love the panda bear so much because they're rare because I had to go all the way to China to finally see the panda bears. And when you get to China to see the panda bears, they're just sitting in the corner, pooping, eating bamboo. That's all they do. That's all. That's all panda bears do. (laughs) And they're Blasian. They're black and Asian, which they're like the tiger woods of bears. I like, and, and they don't ever seem threatening. I've never, I've never looked at a panda bear and go, oh, God bless a bear. Hey, Bobby, that's a bear. <laughs> I've never done that. I always saw a panda bear. I was like, oh, look, I could touch this thing. And when you see the handlers in there with them, you know, they are touching. Okay, so we don't know. It's Japan, so it's probably not a panda bear. It's probably like one of those little red bears, one of those cute little adorable red bears that looks like a teddy bear, like yeah, another bear that you want to touch. That's why I like American bears, okay? American bears we don't have that issue with. When you go up and see an American bear, you know that American bear is about to screw you up. Do you ever see the video of the little girl like taking a selfie and then the bear comes up to her and like grabs her on the cheek, on the on the butt cheek and like pulls down her pants just a little bit like, hey, hey, that's a Japanese bear. That's not an American bear. An American bear would have just taken her head and put it in his mouth. Just nom, 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 nom. So uh, I'm going to go with practical joke. I think this was a practical joke. Because the guy works in the zoo and he was pulling a joke on his fellow zoo workers. I don't think he was dressed up as a panda. I think he was dressed up as a little red bear because, you know, zoo zoo people would chase after a cute little adorable red bear and, and not uh, uh, an American bear at the Japanese zoo. So, or, or... He's a, a furry. The, 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 guy, the guy in the bear costume is, is, is wanting to have coitus with an actual bear. So he dresses up in a bear costume and he, and he goes into the bear enclosure. And then his co-workers come along and go, hey, that bear looks strange. And he knows he's been busted. So he makes a run for it. And they're chasing him through the zoo. You know, the guy who was trying to have sex with the bear is being chased by two actual zoo workers. It's not a prank. It's a miscommunication. The guy just wanted to make love to the bear. How close am I? There was a lot there. Um, <laughs> training exercise and dressed like <laughs> he was a builder. Yeah, just showed me the picture of what he was dressed like, and it is an oversized teddy bear. It is no joke. That is <laughs> that is so Japanese. I love it. <laughs> My experience as a, as a furry, it not really as a furry, but my experience is dressing up as an animal has been dressed up as an inflatable uh, a bull. And uh, not only did I dress up as an inflatable bull, I got all my crazy friends to dress up as runners in the running of the bulls. So they would be in all white with red sashes. And we did this in several cities. I had two, two of these giant inflatable bulls. And when I say giant, I mean, they're really big bulls. And the runners would run ahead of the bull into a, a square where there were tourists and people. And, and everybody would be screaming at the, the people who were running from the bull that this is not Pamplona. There are are no bulls here and then when the bulls would come around the corner the amount of laughter that we were able to create in Cadiz, in Ronda, in Sevilla. The amount of laughter that we created when these bulls came around the corner is, is I've made a lot of people laugh in my life, but I've never made more people laugh than dressed as a giant bull running through the streets of Spain. 
I have dressed as dragon, a bull, giraffe. The bull was so large that when I would inflate it and dress up in the office, I, I couldn't move. I, because it's, I mean, it, it was probably 12 feet long, uh, about six and a half feet wide and about eight feet tall. It was, it, they, those were big bulls. Three of those were like legit mascot. Yes, that bull costume wasn't much less hot, I'll tell you that, especially in the heat. Do you have another headline for me? What you got? Admit stealing thousand chocolate. <laughs> Here is why I am laughing so hard because I cannot to this day believe this actually happened. And this came out during quarantine conversations with our oh my God, yeah. with our favorite commissary manager, Miss Shirley. Shirley would do anything to help anybody. She's a wonderful lady, but she's strong and she's tough. And unfortunately, she's a 49ers fan, so I don't have uh, unconditional love for her, but I have a lot of love for her. <laughs> and during the quarantine, as the commissary manager, she was approached by a crazy lady who needed eggs. She was on a special diet, and she had to have these eggs. If she didn't have these eggs, she was going to die. It was it was ridiculous. And Shirley, so the commissary is closed. There's a lot of details of this story I'm skipping over. The commissary is closed. The woman's banging on the the door everybody ignores her because they're closed eventually out of the goodness of her heart Shirley goes to find out what this woman needs she's frantic she has to have these eggs Shirley says no problem sweetie I'll take care of you I'll get this done you can come pay us later she's bending over backwards providing absolute customer service runs around the store gets the containers gets the eggs get everything she needs and brings it to the woman at the at the front door who says no not these Cadbury eggs. And then and then we f find out through the course of quarantine conversations that there was this thing where people were stealing. This is a real diet. The Cadbury egg diet is a real diet, but people were stealing Cadbury eggs and the way they were doing it is they would take out reg they would take out actual eggs out of an egg carton and put the Cadbury eggs into the egg carton and walk out with the dozen Cadbury eggs versus a dozen actual eggs. This is the extent these wackos were going to to try and lose weight via chocolate so it is no <laughs> so there's no surprise to me that some man and what is the country of origin for this story that some man in the q uk is being arrested for stealing thousands of chocolate eggs and i don't think he was a furry i think this is a guy who who knew what he had okay he knew what his worth was kind of like when i put you up on the billboard i know your worth i know what you're worth <laughs> 30,000. Well, I mean, you know. They were, they were Cadbury cream. Cadbury no cream way. eggs. Does it mention why he was stealing the Cadbury cream eggs? There's only one reason. It's got to be the Cadbury egg diet. <laughs> All right, it's making you laugh. Why don't you just read it out loud so we can laugh along? After on a highway and arrested a man of suspicion of that. He identified as the Easter Bunny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he gave up. He gave up. He realized they were after him, but one. Well, I mean, first of all, you got to think of the size of the vehicle that he's driving because $38,000 worth of Cadbury eggs. What's what's a Cadbury egg cost? A dollar? Two dollars? Even if it's two dollars an egg, 38,000 of them uh, in half, two, one, carry the carry the X with the Y. You got what? Uh, 19,000 eggs? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what kind of vehicle can you put 19,000 Cadbury eggs in? Steal almost 2,000 chocolate. So they're not $2 a piece. Wow, that is a ton. I feel like, one, 
in the U.S. market. Of course. So maybe that's the... <laughs> Regardless, I... the Easter Bunny had to have a vehicle that was capable of carrying 200,000, 200,000 Cadbury eggs. Man, you know, when we seize... What, when... I want when we seize drugs, we always talk about the street value of the drugs we seize. Like uh, here, here's a pound of cocaine, which is just like, you know, 1200 1300 bucks, depending on who you're buying your, wait, did I say cocaine or marijuana? There's a huge difference between those two prices. <laughs> a pound of marijuana, you know, about 1300 1400 bucks. That's not, that's not too hard. I, I may have purchased pounds of marijuana in my in my in my lifetime i may yes uh, no i mean i don't know what the current rate is but uh you know the 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 farming yeah i went i went to the green place today i actually went to the cannabis store today and uh found out something interesting unlike lisbon portugal where there's people outside inviting you in to come and look at the wares in the state of pennsylvania you're not allowed to go inside unless you have a medical marijuana card. You can't go to oh. shop. You can't go to look around. You're not allowed in the door without a medical marijuana card, which I will never get. Not because I'm anti-drug. It's because I'm pro-gun. And in this state, if you get a medical I marijuana can't. card, you are not allowed to have a concealed carry permit. And I find that to be a huge violation of my Second Amendment. But there is no violation of my drug amendment. I want to explore CDBs for my joints and pains and, and my things that are not directly related to my heart. I want to I want to, I want to try to experience some other things. But I'm going to have to go to a state where recreational is allowed, I guess. A marijuana. Well, you, you do not have to have a marijuana license for that. But the, the question I ask you, Chick Brew, is where do you go for your CDB products? If you've got a dispensary, a big green cross right across the street from your house, do you go there for the quality CDB products or do you buy it at one of the many gas stations here who've got all their like best Probably CD? Probably not the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like here in Spain you can get it all over. Like they have it. I mean they have their um, even in like tobacco on you know on all the roundabouts they have them they have it there you're right and, and what kind of got me thinking about cdbs is somebody had some cdb gummies on amazon and i'm reading through the reviews and I'm like ah these are whack go to these places to get your cdbs because it's so much better so i was on the way home today and there's the dispensary and it, it, it tripped me out when i said the the green cross because in the united states green crosses are specifically marijuana dispensaries yeah. whereas the green cross in spain it's a pharmacia <laughs> they're, they're, they're all great crosses <laughs> and i mean i would ask at the dispensary be like hey i don't have this but i would like to do this where do i go where can i get yeah she this? was i actually i have i will i'm gonna okay it, it was like 20 degrees outside she didn't want anything to do with customer service i didn't have a card i needed to go so she she rushed me away yeah, I, I, I don't blame her. Yeah, when I think back to the green crosses of the pharmacias in Spain, I bought really good drugs in Spain. I, I got, yeah, I got like, no kidding, great drugs. Uh, I have an issue with dentists. You know, I, I don't, I, I've got an issue with dentists. So if you tell them that, they will prescribe you medication. So they prescribe you Valium. And when I went to buy the Valium, they gave me an entire box of Valium, a big box of Valium. And it was like seven or eight euros. It was ridiculously cheap. <laughs> I still have Valium in this house from that dental appointment. And, and I remember I had to prove to the dentist that I wasn't abusing the drug. So the very the next visit I had with him, I had to bring the box in to show that I only took one prior to the appointment. And, uh, and I'm not a druggie. So there's been like two 
that have been used since. And they were for no kidding for dental appointments. Yeah, I know you were are more concerned about the dent checkup, not even than you were. <laughs> you were more. Yeah, true story. That. But we got a lot more content out of my colonoscopy than we did. Well, anything about your. <laughs> All right, we've done the book of everything. We've talked about cooking, and we've done the news. Um, Let's remind people of the hotline. You used to call me on my... 904-385-3977. You used to, you used to... Those kids did a great job. I've got to get out of a new script for the Lunds B show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. I've, I, I, but they're a little bit older now, so they should do a better job. <laughs> uh, now it's time for our favorite segment, or at least our fan favorite segment. It's time for Birthday Boost. So every we go through our list of our birthday friends. Internet, you're actually that information. But anyways, since we've already, uh, we look for your birthdays. We give you a boost. If you don't, uh, if you're not cool enough for the boost, we'll give you on roll. I did the intro, T-Bone. Oh, I don't know how to respond to that. But I do know as I'm getting ready to pull it up, I'm going to probably beat you to the punch on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to give a birthday boost to a young man who is, who is number one, a fan of the show, which is important. Uh, the best way to get a birthday boost is to be a fan of the show. And and the second reason I'm giving this young man a a birthday boost is because he is just genuinely, he is, in my experience with him, he is genuinely one of the most sincere and kind people I've ever met. So sincere and so kind that it borders on psychopathy. And in that, in that his kindness is so off-putting, I am afraid he is a closeted serial killer that that one day someone's going to say something and Paul Thomas the third is you know when they go and talk to people about him like hey That's can nice. you he's amazingly nice he's so nice that it's it's suspicious like I I am prepared for the interview when they ask me well you know he, he murdered uh, 70 people um, but don't worry, they were all bad. <laughs> he, 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 he systematically murdered a bunch of bad people. What are your thoughts on Mr. Paul Thomas III? And and all I could say is, yeah, all I knew is he's a pretty good guy. He he helped anybody ever needed help. He's a good guy. <laughs> All right, one time he helped me change my oil. He has time's help. I've locked the car. Uh, uh, He's my, my, there. My battery's dead. You name it, Paul Thomas III is the guy. And uh, Who comes through? There's ve- the, he's a very, very rare human being. And if anybody deserves a birthday boost, I'm giving it to Paul Thomas III. Well, that worked out uh, quite well for me. Uh, let's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got for the birthday boost? Paul Thomas. <laughs> I will go with Angel Lopez, who was one of my very... Um, one of my... When I was on active become father to second child son. He's very busy and I haven't been aged. But... Happy birthday to him. I hope, well, it's probably going to be full of diapers. Good luck to you. I believe I gave uh, Damian Robinson a, a birthday boost last week. If I didn't, I don't care, because what I did do is I went and actually saw him on his birthday, and I went, happy birthday. And then there's Mary Jo. I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, all right. 
I'm going with Keith Danowich. And and I believe if he were to go back to this time last year, I think I gave him a birthday boost last year. And it's not because I don't have other people in my birthday boost areas. It's just that Keith's a good man. You know, I like him. And he made Chief. And when he made Chief, he rang me up and we did, we talked. And I, I watch him on the, the Facebooks and he's doing amazing things. And I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. And it's his birthday. So, uh, yeah, Keith Danowich. You are my second uh, birthday boost of the day. Congratulations. I hope you have an amazing day. All right. There's a lot of people on my list, but I'm going to go with Casey Archer. Not because we're like best friends or anything, but <laughs> it's a funny story how we became to high, sc- high school. I'm working at a bar. This ID comes my way. I look at it. I look at the girl that hand- I'm in my, as soon as I read the name, I was like, this is not you. And she's like, yes, it is. And I was like, no, I, I went to school with this girl. Like it was very much so her in the picture. This is not you. So I kept the ID because that was our policy. And then I was, we have some like mutual friends on Facebook popped up. And so I like added her, sent her a message. God, my wallet got started day while I was at work and I have had no drivers. Well, we have it. Feel free to come get it. So that's how we became friends. Happy birthday to Kate now that she. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I could kind of see where the uh, the line was drawn last week because of who we talked about. So uh, Adam Harland is in my. Uh, if you don't get a birthday boost, what you end up getting is these things called an honorable mention. And just because it's an honorable mention doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It means you are still so important to us that you deserve an honorable mention. Adam Harland starts off my fist uh, my list, followed by Kevin Blade, uh, who is now running a record store. Down there in North Carolina, I can't remember the name of it, but by the time this goes into post, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a plug in there for uh, the Kevin's record store. If you're into vinyl, go to Kevin Blade's record store. I think it's shut up and listen. I think it's just simply shut up and listen, and I'll, I'll post some information on that. Antoine Gary, a longtime friend of mine, a police officer that I once worked with, who without a doubt has the best radio call that ever existed and unfortunately it's not, it was not recorded it, it was recorded but it wasn't recorded for posterity it wasn't saved but uh, Antoine was uh, driving by when a man got blown up and it, it I was on the receiving end of that radio call and it it still makes me laugh to this day <laughs> uh, the guy survived anyway <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite, <laughs> my other favorite Jules, uh, Julie Scoggins. She is out there. She is tearing it up on Carnival Cruise Lines and doing many, many things. A very funny woman, very beautiful, very talented lady. And uh, I was fortunate enough for her to come visit us when we were in Spain. And I was bald at the time. So the next time I see her, I'm going to have to get another selfie, this time with hair. Dan O'Miller, Jonathan Davis, and, uh, and my dear friend Donna Stakowitz are all celebrating their birthdays, are all of my honorable men for uh, this episode. Who do you have in your honorable mention section? I got Devin Smith, also Ray Deco, who I will never forget, just getting up there and freestyling with Bones and Harmony, probably one of the greatest white rappers. Uh, Kavanaugh, Daniel James. Uh, taxi mom? <laughs> Here in A school, there was like one taxi company on to base that didn't charge, you know, $50 to you off the base. And it was this mom and her son that drove his taxi. I'm not saying, you know, that they, they, they got us for a reason. And so she's like, just call me mom. So in every, every near sailor, marine, soldier, 
Hey, find something that works and sticks with it. Uh, we have covered everything that we need to cover. This is a full-on episode. Captain Alan Thomas is going to be happy with us because uh, we are we are definitely, without a doubt, going to meet the, the one-hour requirement that he is, he is really strict about. <laughs> Our dedicated fan of the week is going to go to Mr. James Taney. He's going to get that. Tegan, uh, we, we owe you something. We're not going to forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, as, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate your your viewership or listenership and and we appreciate you if you got anything you want to add you know how to get a hold of us you can reach out us to us on the facebook page that's l-u-n-s-b search the hashtag l-u-n-s-b love you no shit bye and uh and, and and we're we're really responsive and of course if you see the resolution rewards participants posting their videos on there and they make you smile or they motivate you in any way shape or form give them a like Give them a little inspiration. They're doing a great job. They're trying to earn them some money from the Lunds B Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew, the only international morning show available to you on your time. That's right. She's in Spain. I'm not. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the world. <laughs> I remind exactly. you today, I remind you today as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you could be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person. And don't forget. Bye, everybody. Thank you, T-Bone. Check out the Daroma Independent Media that won't re-tribal nobody's let's. You can find the Daroma claim. Same this. Give it a shot. I turned back on the heat. <laughs> <laughs>